KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Brian De Palma's The Black Dahlia, based on a James Elroy novel, stars Josh Hartnett and Aaron Eckhart as cops investigating a fictional version of the gruesome murder that mesmerized Los Angeles and the rest of the nation in the 1940s, a case that in reality remains unsolved. During their investigation, the LAPD partners, Bleichert and Blanchard, become obsessed with the victim, Elizabeth Short. It's easy to see why. In a film within the film, a black-and-white screen test that becomes a piece of evidence, Betty Short is the heroine of her own wrenching drama, a pretty, poignantly earnest girl whose dreams of stardom came to nothing but death. If only the film outside that little film were as strong or as clearly focused. The production looks great, but the script is frequently impenetrable, the pacing is ponderous, and the film noir style can't conceal a crucial piece of disastrous casting. At first, the story seems to carry echoes of Jules and Jim. In a Brian De Palma movie, things are always echoing other movies. Both of the partners cherish the company of Blanchard's girlfriend, a radiant blonde named Kay. In a movie of the period, Kay might have been played by Rita Hayworth or Lauren Bacall. In The Black Dahlia, she's played by Scarlett Johansson, a young actress with a great gift for contemporary roles. Her performance in Lost in Translation was close to perfection, but here she seems to have no sense of how real people or real movie stars presented themselves six decades ago. Two secondary performances are almost worth the price of admission. Hilary Swank's Madeleine Linscott has lots of money, a sleek roadster, a whiskey voice, a taste for degeneracy, an eerie resemblance to the dead Betty Short, and an ability to command our rapt attention. Fiona Shaw gets much less screen time as Ramona Linscott, Madeline's batty, boozy mother, but what she does with it is a chilling wonder. But then there's the problem of clarity. In L.A. Confidential, a brilliant film adapted from another James Elroy novel, the story was intricate, yet the clarity was eventually complete. In The Black Dahlia, narrative strands tangle and wither, minor characters clutter the plot, Blanchard's behavior becomes a bafflement, and the Baroque denouement leaves us begging for less. Like Josh Hartnett's Bleichert wandering through a surreal, barely fathomable landscape, we're interested enough in watching things go by, still it would be nice to know what's going on. Almost an hour goes by before the U.S. versus John Lennon focuses on the Nixon administration's efforts to do something about the Beatle, who, during the Vietnam War, exhorted young people to give peace a chance. After putting him under close FBI surveillance, the government tried and failed to deport him. Until then, this loosely organized but still fascinating documentary by David Leaf and John Scheinfeld uses clips and talking heads to chronicle Lennon's growth as an artist and an activist who, by his own admission, was selling peace like soap. The film's most dramatic moment deals with the nature of protest in popular culture. Rather than a clash between Lennon and the government, it's a confrontation between Lennon and the late Gloria Emerson of the New York Times. Emerson is shrill and haughty to the point of patrician self-parody. Today's audiences won't know that she did fearless, distinguished reporting from Vietnam. 
Perhaps because she had seen war's horrors up close, she finds the upbeat quality of Give Peace a Chance impossibly simplistic and tells Lennon he's making himself ridiculous. He is unrepentant about having written such a happy-go-lucky anthem and with good reason. In the most downbeat of times, upbeat sells. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.